Hello and welcome, fellow creatives. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you to keep creating. Thanks for joining us on this journey to explore all things creative. I'm Derek Wagner. And I'm Riley Peterson. And this is the Living Creativity Podcast. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Living Creativity Podcast. Today, we're going to dive into Riley's story as a creative, how he discovered his passion for music, becoming a guitarist and a vocalist, and how a hiatus and subsequent re-entry into music has impacted his life. We hope you enjoy, and let's get to the show. So, Riley, my friend, I've shared my story with you. I knew you back when you were a, a super creative musical guy we were rocking in the band nothing together yes you know jamming out in the man cave at jordan's place and and uh we 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 did our album the sound of yes so like what (laughs) what led you to me in the band oh and then you know we we kind of parted ways in terms of you know you went on a different path in life i went a different path Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you know you you got this whole other side of the journey that that I need to know about. Tell me about it, please. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to start at the beginning cuz that's where most stories usually start. Some don't. But mine's going to start from the beginning. Uh the first time that I recall being or realizing not no the, it's the first uh, memory i have of actually being creative and, and like searching that out i was taking piano lessons and i believe that was third grade uh from cameron Hare. what's his name uh we for those listening i was actually homeschooled k through 12. fun fact and uh, one of the one of the and he's only slightly socially awkward i'm only slightly (laughs) socially awkward i know hallelujah so (laughs) so my my mom taught me uh she was my teacher same teacher and the principal (laughs) anyway uh she (laughs) she basically was setting this up like hey i want you to be able to you know you're doing sports i want you to be able to do something musical you know, see if that's an area that interests you. And so I learned the piano, learned music theory, like very the very basics of just music theory and learning about chords and scales. And so that's was great knowledge, right? Well, I was part of doing the lessons, one-on-one lessons was uh we were supposed to do like a recital at the end of it. And so ended up, you know, learning the song and I got, and I actually got pretty obsessed about it. Like I was practicing and like doing it over and over and over this, this song, this piece. The and early I, signs of Riley's perfectionism. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> obsessiveness. So <laughs> wanted it to be perfect. My idea perfect. And I ended up doing it. I ended up, was so involved in it and keep going and going that I like I, I like overthought it 
and over I don't even know it's I don't, I don't even know it's a thing over practiced but yeah anyway when it came to act to actually doing the recital like I I remember I and in my memories like I screwed it up so bad but I'm sure I only messed up like three parts of it anyway but yeah that's the doing that and I also wrote my own song on piano nice yeah and that was the second song of my recital which you know it was, it was in his it's funny because uh he he lived the piano my piano teacher lived in his parents house and so it was literally just in their living room like we weren't you know anywhere official right so but yeah i i had written a song i don't remember it i uh, never you know transcribed it or anything during so the recital not, did anyone like video it or anything mm -mm. like that no no so yeah it's no. just it's just out there in the atmosphere it's gone now or you know whatever but yeah i i wrote a song and my mom was just like oh that's cool like didn't even pick up on it she's like wow. well we, you know i i had him do something did. that but i didn't i didn't really enjoy it per se like the piano aspect like i didn't enjoy it that much it was just like i have to do this it's part of school yeah yeah but no. but did at the time did the fact that you wrote a song like what was that like for you at you know third grade level trying to just deal with the fact that you're stuck in these piano lessons and you've got to do this recital and now you're here you are writing a song like do you remember at all what was like was that intentionally to like make it fun or to cope with it or was it just like like oh this is i love doing this all of a sudden this is cool it, it was absolutely a coping thing because it's i i i didn't i was not a fan of having to do stuff being forced oh whew. sorry i dropped you oh, feeling no. forced <laughs> feeling forced <laughs> to do things uh was not a fan of that i don't know who is but anyway point the point being that i it was my way of coping it was my way of like you know because it's just having some grind. control right? yeah i was having some some sort of control and it just it wasn't hard you know it wasn't forced it just it just happened and like i don't like that oh, i like that you know and it's just natural and it was it was Oh, that's cool. It was my own thing and it was it was it was awesome. Um but I didn't read into it. It didn't it wasn't something that really like was you know, wasn't this like profound moment. It was just like, yeah, I wrote it, I wrote it. Song. I'm like whatever. And yeah, and it's funny because it didn't stand out to my mom either. And and then now she knows where I'm at today and she's just like, I can't believe that I didn't like that didn't like hit like is, is your, have that moment. your parents creative? no well maybe i They're mean not. at least they I, I haven't like never maybe they've never explored that yeah yeah well maybe if that's something that they haven't personally explored or or something like that then it may be difficult to recognize if you've got a child who's exhibiting some sort of like creative yes. skill or or you know raw talent of some kind they may just think like i don't know what to do with that they're like, oh, cool. yeah yeah and, and of course you know and i'm communicating like yeah i don't want to take more lessons I don't want to do, you know, because it was the regimen right. and, you know, the, the grind that I didn't, I didn't like it, but I did it. I was, and so that was, so I'm communicating that, but then 
you know, I'm writing a song and yeah. So I think that's exactly what happened because they aren't really, I wouldn't say they're creative. So, um, they didn't recognize it, which is fine. So fast forward, I am now in junior high and and, and, and during my childhood, I, I played sports. Like, that was my thing. That was where I felt like I belonged. I was, you know, I was athletic, playing sports, baseball, football. Like, that's that was my jam. So, fast forward to junior high. I was 12 or 13. Same, about the same age as when you had your moment. And that's when I had mine. My mom, once again, said, you got to take music lessons. You got to do something. And... She's like, you could do piano again. I'm just like, no. Like my, I had two older sisters. One was trying to, like, kind of. Her part of her music lesson was playing guitar, and then my younger of the older sisters was playing piano. And she actually got, she actually was kept it up, and she was like playing like really cool pieces. Like, remember hearing her progress and get better and practicing. Like that was fun. So. And I was just like, oh, I, I didn't really enjoy piano that much. I'll, I'll just learn the guitar, whatever. I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, I just got to go through the grind, get through it, and then I'll be done. Well, I got signed up with lessons from, you're going to know him, Andy Soulsman. Yeah, yeah. He I took some lessons from Andy. I yeah. wasn't a good student, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was funny. Anyway, we, you know, he's just teaching me. And, and, for those listening, uh, Andy Soulsman, he is very much like California, just like, yeah, bro. Like you just feel it. Like you just, yeah, he's, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to describe hey. him. He's like, he should have, he like came from the beach and he came to teach me guitar lessons. Like that's, <laughs> he was surfing, you know, just an hour ago before, you know, that's how it felt. So, but he just, he just had that free uh flexible spirit about him which was not something i was used to and it was something so different for me and being around him and watching how he interacted with music was unique and it was different and i was like oh, i might okay this is cool and i was thinking like oh could the guitar is kind of cool like okay i can see how this is a thing i started learning the theory and working out chords and getting all the finger positioning and you know trying to build up my calluses and all that crap because it it hurt a lot to to get my fingers to do what they needed to do and going through the grind doing this stuff and then it was one day i was listening i don't even remember what song it was to be quite honest but i was listening to this song and i started thinking like i want to be able to play to this song I want to be able to play this. And so I took my guitar out and I started listening, you know, by ear, just like, okay, this, okay, this is the chord they play. Okay. This is, you know, on just the very basics of it. And it's, and then it started to click. Like it started to all make sense. All these puzzle pieces that I was learning started to all fit together. And then I was like, that's this. So this must be like the root note. And so I, like, I know the scale of that. I learned the scale of that. And so I started, like, playing a little solo on top of the, the song. And it was just, like, everything was clicking. 
Like, I get why. I get why he's teaching me this. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really so it's neat, like a, a moment of seeing that, like, oh, all of this structure, actually, it's for yeah. a reason, and it's enabling me to like kind of just play within it. Yeah, and that and that's exactly right. And that was something that Andy was very was noticing in these, like, you don't feel it like you're not you're just doing you're very robotic and like to feel it and, and embrace embrace the music and embrace your instrument right uh, and it just started to really come out and from there it was just like i was hooked man i'm like okay yeah i'm into this and so then that's when i um got an electric guitar started playing that and i'm like i you know this is really fun so i bought like a freaking uh tape cassette recorder and i was like heck yeah recording yeah. stuff and i about it was a four track or two i think it was a four track you know tape recorder so i could record four tracks and like do all these like composing these little music pieces and of course i could look back on it today and i'm sure it'd be like oh yeah mortifying yeah. <laughs> But wait, wait, wait. It, so hold on. The question is, do you still have that tape? I think I think I still have those tapes, dude. Dude. Yeah. Wow. One day we can we're, have, we're gonna, we can have we're an embarrassment that one day. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed session of like I'll be reading I'll be reading your uh, first story and listen to my music and go like this is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> But but the the cool part was like I remember even when I was recording, you know, on the tape cassette, I remember like hearing stuff that I just did, and I'm thinking like, man, that doesn't sound good at all. But then there'd be like a five second section, and I'm like, oh, but I like that. That sounds cool. I like right. how that worked together, or you know, like how that I, it was pleasing to me. So then I'd try to take that and build off of that and yeah i just started really getting into it i was trying to get my you remember uh my the, yeah my other friend sam and and judah um and ben even i was like trying to get them into like hey let's write a song and stuff and you know they don't it's not yeah not necessarily their for you know forte and um yeah so then that led to, how did I, I don't even remember, dude. I don't remember how, right now, how I met Jason Kepke. <laughs> I don't remember how that even happened. Because he was a neighbor kid. Oh, yeah, we were skateboarding. We were skateboarding together. And I, we had, like, I just happened to, be like, see him. I don't remember how we met. I'm actually, I'm, I'm drawing a blank there. But, yeah. After meeting Jason Kepke and finding out he was into guitar and like learning like an expansive, expansive amount of like more knowledge about guitar and music. Cause prior to that, it was like only Christian music for me. So then I'm like drunk going into the rock and roll realm right. and it was like, whoa, like there's the true so, glory. <laughs> yeah, there's so much here, you know, and so much greatness. And so yeah, that was us two like doing stuff, you know, in his garage or in his basement. And then 
Yeah, and then he ended up finding Jordan to play bass and then Hoots to do drums. And then you showed up one day. And, you know, so we're like, okay, so we're kind of like a band thing. And then you were like the the manager slash writer. I don't even I know. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Jason was like, well, you can write good lyrics. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll like have you in the band. But I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just like the, the, the roadie. <laughs> just here. The, I, so hold on. I, I want to uh, backtrack super slightly here because. Okay, that's fine. I, I remember one day I'm hanging out with Jordan and, uh, you know, he tells me that he's going to be uh, at the basketball game tonight. You know, this is in high school. I'm going to be okay. at the basketball game tonight and I'm going to be playing uh, bass with oh. the band. You know, this is before I, I mean, I'd known Jason. I was friends with Jason before I knew you at all, though. Yeah. And he's, so I was, he's like, oh, you should come. And so I did. And I showed up and, you know, you guys are just like rocking up there doing your thing. Everyone's having a good time and stuff. And then I just like see this guy that I've got. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he seems cool. He's playing guitar really well. I was like, all right. Oh, thank he you. seems He seems pretty legit. Yeah. And uh, little did I know. That guy, Riley Peterson, would someday be like oh, one geez. of one of the real ones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. That, that, that's when you that was like, first encountered me was at the basketball game. Yeah, you guys were were sit, set up on the bleachers on the little yeah. platform, you know, who's mm-hmm. had his drum kit up there, and you just like in between, you know, plays and stuff, uh, doing jamming out, doing your thing, playing all these different. Uh, you know, just little like fifteen seconds of, of mm-hmm. a song or something like that. You know, back in black or you know, Thunderstruck, or, you know, all these different uh, little yeah. just snippets of songs that people would recognize and get amped to and stuff. So that, yeah. that was the first time I remember meeting you. That's funny. That's so cool. Yeah, those, those, are, those are pretty fun. And, and speaking of that, that reminds me, were, were you there when we did like, uh, we did a song for the school assembly? That might have been junior year or maybe your senior year we did a school assembly and we did uh like it was like christmas time and we did the uh carol is a carol of the bells i don't that, remember that you don't remember that okay I, I i have a terrible memory though so it could i could be maybe it happened misremembering I, I i played one year for a school assembly me and jason and another kid who played guitar we were basically like each assigned a teacher that was going to be recognized and we were supposed to like play a little bit of a song that, you know, they were known to like. And yeah. mine was, uh, uh, David Spencer. Uh, he was a teacher at the high school at the time and I played monster by skillet. Okay. <laughs> like, so you know, that, I, I that was intro. there, I wasn't there for the assembly, but I was there when you guys were practicing one day. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember at yeah. all, but yeah, I, that's hilarious. Yeah. So it was, I think it was a year prior. I it was Jason and I and he asked me to be a part of the assembly and like do this whole like he had a whole solo thing and then the best part was like he planned out how he was gonna drop to his knees. Oh gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> that part was the best. I'm like, you're you're planning out how you're gonna go to your knees at the end and like, you know, do the last like you know, the highest fret and <laughs> and his, I think his, I don't, yeah, someone, someone, I think his parents were there and like recorded it, and it's just like, yeah, but, oh, but the experience itself was just super fun. It was really fun to play. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. But yeah, I, th- dude, I think so. uh, oh, go ahead. not to totally take over, but like no, one of the things that, you know, cause I was playing guitar at this point too. Um, and actually seeing like you and Jordan and hoots together, like playing, um, that was super exciting. And Jason too. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. fair to Jason, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, you know, I, I just remember like seeing you guys like jam out and thinking like, oh my gosh, like that's so much fun. I wish I could do that, you know? Yeah. So that was like and one that, of the things that like, I mean, I was drawn into to the, d- partly de facto because of Jason's like, hey, you write good lyrics, but also, and I was everyone's friend, but right, then right. also, you know, like I was just like, oh, how do I get in this band, you know? <laughs> yeah. How, how, right. do, how do I, how do I start playing there. guitar like that, you know, because at that point I was, you know, playing some, you know, relatively simple stuff and, uh, you know, nowhere near like the, and, and, and for everyone listening, like I, I play guitar nowhere near the level that Riley plays guitar. He's, he's a great musician. Um, he's super humble, but he's fantastic. And, uh, being in the band later on when he gets into that part of the story is part of what pushed me to become the guitarist that I became, which, you know, for, for what it's worth. Um, so, so anyway, back to you, right? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Uh, so yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that whole thing happened, right? Where we were part of Jason's band. We couldn't find a singer. Couldn't find a singer. We tried out like different people from different towns. Like, Oh yeah. I remember it was a that, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And then like nobody was working, nobody was sticking. And so I was like, well, why don't we, and then we like try to record it inside of a, like a Lutheran church or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think and we the, didn't even. Yeah. Lutheran church, I think is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and it was one of those things where like, we didn't even have, like we only had like some concepts of a song, but we never had a full, like, oh, this is how it's going to start and end. Like it was right. the it was one of the weirdest experiences of like just sitting there like like do you, do we not know what we're doing like do we not yeah like how, where's like what there was no structure and that ugh that was infuriating like you gotta have something you gotta have a basic like give me a foundation well, of what when, we're, when you're what, trying to record something yeah yeah and I'm like why are we like why are we're we're like the recording process it's like way down the line let's get a actual song like that was put together here because i think that was the thing one of the things that that was a huge struggle for jason because he was basically leading the band he, he could never like et, like complete a song he, yeah and and i you know jason and i haven't spoken in in years um right hope I, you know last last i heard he seemed like he was doing well i hope he's doing well um yeah, but i hope so too um one of the things looking back that i think is you know he he was a guy that was just like his brain was just being bombarded with ideas all the time. Oh yeah. You know, and he would like, uh, he, he kind of had some of that perfectionism in him too. Right. Where it's like, Oh, I got to get For this sure. riff just right. Or this, yes. you know, intro to the song just right. And he also, you know, was very, very smart. Oh, and, super um, smart. like in terms of like theory and all that, like he knew it very well. And so he was trying to write something that was like, you know, really complex and really interesting, but, Yes, I I think that ultimately some of those things probably blocked him a little bit from being able to, you know, finish the job. Yeah, and 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 I'm not. I yeah, I don't want to this to turn to like let's. I want to knock on Jason or anything, but definitely it, not. It no. is. It does bring up a good point about in a creative process where we can 
let our own almost like we're too smart for our own good yeah. does that make sense like Definitely. we almost like we're using too much of ourselves to like oh wait it's gotta it's gotta be a nine eight signature time signature right, yeah, like just really yeah. random stuff and it's like it's got to be different it's got to be unique and it's like it, and it actually like you're saying it blocks the creative yeah. process and that's ugh. so yeah. how did that like contrast for you because i mean i was mostly on the outside of that like watching yeah. a lot of that but like so uh i'm sure you'll get to it but like soon we've got our band right yeah. how, what was you know like i guess leading up to that fill us in there and then like what was the contrast of being in the you know the band with jason and then and like our band that we created after the fact like what was compare and contrast those two experiences oh dude yeah they're totally different so with jason with with jason's band it was his band it was his deal he he was in charge right and so there was very much like not a lot of there wasn't a ton of say in that and it was it was interesting being in that position um and it was very much like there, there wasn't a lot of like freedom where there needed to be so that was that was difficult and then and and i just want to say this really quick too and then so that i ended up trying and during that recording session in the church thing i ended up laying down a vocal track because i'm like that because jason tried to lay down a track and it like wasn't sounding right so i was like you should you should sing it like this and so i just did a quick one and both the i guess the audio engineer and jason both looked at me like we had no idea that could come out of you that's interesting yeah. right and so I, then I, I'm trying to look back at that experience too. And I remember like, I, there's even a point where Jason's like, well, Derek, you try it. And that was just a disastrous experience for me in particular too. Oh no. But, but <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't remember if I was there for the part that you're talking about, but I remember one of the first times that I heard you sing, or it may have just been through the recording, but I was just like, oh wow. Like, like you have talent. Yeah. And I didn't know, I had no idea. Cause prior to that, like I was in church, recitals or whatever they're called yeah and like i was never like the lead vocalist or anything like that i i think the best i ever did was like background vocals but for for whatever reason like it just i you know people are like hey you could sing and i'm like i don't not you know i was always like no i can't like not really and so then any anyway i got prompted by jason and everybody else like keep trying like keep practicing and so then obviously became the lead singer of Jason's band. But then the infuriating part and the feeling of desperation was never ever finishing a freaking song. That's the thing right. that I was like, I am just driving me nuts. And then Boots left, Jordan left, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm done too. Like this isn't this isn't what I want. And um, so then that's when I joined you guys' group because you were like oh yeah we're jamming like you jordan and hoots are jamming and having fun we're like writing these random songs i'm like are you actually finishing the songs <laughs> <laughs> but you're like actually finishing it right yeah yeah we've got like three songs or two songs I'm like okay i mean to <laughs> to to be fair here yeah. it was basically like me as the guitarist and jordan as the bassist doing literally the exact same riff like 
1000 times <laughs> but like song. there was it, it was a full song in that there was like a dynamic and yeah. like a progression through it, it you mm-hmm. know like the the tempo or the you know the the uh dynamics of the song that sort of thing you yeah. know hoots on the drums doing his magic like he does yeah. so <laughs> yeah yeah and that's cool it's something it was you know it's simple but it's something and that was yeah so then i came in and I was like, I'll jam with you guys. That sounds fun. I just needed something to get. I needed some freedom to just play. And it was really fun. The, the first time jamming with you guys because it was free and I was kind of playing with you guys. You guys you know, had this. You already figured out the songs. And I was, you know, going with you guys and I'm like this is man. I missed this like I missed. And, and that was when it was like learning about the collaboration and in the moment, like, yeah, where are we going to take this? Like, where does it go? And that was so fun. The collaborative process, reading off of different people's cues. And then like, if you're like, Hey, I think it should go here. I think we should like build it up here. Like people being able to sense that. And like, especially hoots, he could sense that stuff and he would like like build it up and he'd hear it. And it's like, Oh, like it was, yeah, it, it was like, I'm actually getting chills right now. That, that part is like, wow, like it's, there's nothing like it there's nothing like it so it was a huge contrast yeah uh, yeah i'm I'm, um like i can just tell by the tone of your voice like how excited you are to talk about it you know you sound like you're you're just like you know you've been telling the story but then you're like oh and then there's this experience and you just sound so different It's, it's fun to hear you so animated talking about it and that's one of the things that I always pick up on with you when we're talking about anything, but then we switch over to music. There's you're just animated uh, like a little bit more than <laughs> yeah. before, and it's so fun. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing for me, man. It I've had some incredible experiences from be, just being involved within music, and it's yeah, it's just there's nothing like it. That's my passion for sure. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, for those who don't know. We became the band Nothing. You guys had already picked out the name and I totally ran with it. And I started just writing and just started going through it. And when I was taking lyrics, like you had written lyrics for songs and I started like, okay, I think it should sound like this and go like this. And, and we just, we were just taken off. Um, we got interviewed by our local newspaper, you know, a little town. We got interviewed, <laughs> played at the movie theater for like a yeah, talent yeah. show. We felt like we should have won, but we didn't. That's okay. But that was the first time we like performed as a group. So fun. Oh my gosh. There's well, that and then, was and that was the craziest experience <clears throat> for me. And just feeling like this massive high. Like Right. Well and just, and I think initially, like, you know, I was excited to do it, but I was kinda like, Oh, it's just gonna be like a one off talent show type of deal. But it eventually right. led to getting a call to hey come play at the fair or yep. you know come play for fourth of you july fourth of july and all these different yeah. uh you know opportunities that came up for us as just random kids in high school yeah you know, or just getting out of high school yeah yeah it was it was neat even uh we played like a halloween party yeah Do you remember that 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was that was so fun. Some Gosh, person's man. Halloween party, just a bunch of drunk people everywhere rocking. Oh, this. Yeah. It was great, man. <laughs> yeah, when played, we were... played uh, one of the the Hastings before Hastings shut down. <laughs> yeah, Hastings twice played there twice. twice. Yeah, did yeah, acoustic, did acoustic set. Yeah, yeah. People like I think people like the acoustic set more. <laughs> well, we were a little bit loud and rowdy. So oh yeah, that's true. Yep, man. Those are some. That was awesome. Oh, funny story the for the Halloween party. That dude, he ended up calling me like three years later and was like, Are you guys still like together? Like No we, way. We yeah, we you know, he's like, I gave up I gave up uh drinking and doing parties with, with alcohol. So now I just have like young kids come over and for the Halloween party, it's just he's I think it's for his kids too. He just has like young teenagers come over for just to have fun and have and you know have a party and yeah. wanted to know if we were gonna like be, be able to do that and i was like oh no we're not a we're not together anymore and he's like oh man that sucks you guys are so good <laughs> uh, dude i remember at that party like i i think it might have been like his son you know young kid at the time or some someone else's young kid that was there um like came up and like asking for our autographs and stuff. Oh, and I, was like, yeah, I remember that world? too. I'm like, this is unreal. Like, really? I know. Uh, it was weird. I mean, we had we had those like T-shirts that we'd made and the the mm -hmm. CDs we'd printed out. Cause or, at that point, had we already recorded? I don't. Maybe we didn't do the. I, I, don't I might know be if we did. Up. Yeah. But we had the T-shirts that we made spray painted. That's funny. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, these are yeah good memories. And then we recorded, uh, in what two nights. A yeah, ten ten song album, which sounds like we recorded it in two nights. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty trashy, but it's it's it just brings it back such good memories. Oh, but yeah. during that process, you know, you mentioned like I maybe knowingly or unknowingly moments of knowingly and, and probably a lot of moments of unknowingly like pushed you as a musician. Um. And honestly, like, and I was just growing myself, like in, in terms of composing and putting stuff together and, and learning how to write lyrics, because that was something that I just was very basic in. And, um, I always loved the way you write lyric lyrically. And that was fun to one, use your work, but two, to also learn how to write, like improve my writing too. And that was really cool. Wow. Well, I appreciate yeah. you saying that. Yeah. And and by the way, like the, the first song, which uh, I had read the lyrics of before you'd even, you know, played it or, or showed, mm -hmm. showed us a song. Um, I think it was Masks, actually. Oh, <clears> yeah. I remember reading his lyrics and thinking, dude, wow, these are great. Like, what have you have we been sleeping on you as a lyricist? Like, what's going <laughs> on, man? Like, Yeah, it's funny. That one came to me. Yeah, I was in front of, I was at my parents, you know, living with my parents and I was like in front of their computer and I was just like, had the concept I understood, like I, I had the general idea of what I was wanting to write about. And so it just kind of flowed. Yeah. Was, that was not, that was not a hard song to write lyrically, which is interesting. It's nice when that happens. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always happen like that, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> so... But yeah, it was uh that was fun. That was a good one. So after that, you know, we were like, man, like on top of the world, right? And, oh, and yeah. for me, that was that's like, hey, this is gonna be my like this is gonna be my thing in life. 
I had yeah. decided like, this is my career. This is where I'm going to be successful and nothing is going to stop me. And, um, then that's when Hoots decided he wanted to move to Seattle, which meant that we didn't have a drummer anymore. So we started kind of looking for a drummer and, and then all these doubts and all these, all this stuff started creeping into my head. I'm like, well, if he, if he left and that means like he didn't see a future for us as uh -huh. a band. And I'm like, which I, for me, it was, ugh. but for me, like, it seemed like we were, you know, off to, you know, like we were going places and we were becoming successful. And once he you know, made that choice, it was like, oh, so maybe we're not really like maybe there's nowhere for us to end up. So started having those doubts. And then it was right at that time where I'm like first year, second year of college. And it's like, you know, after that, I was only planning on doing two years of college anyway, but I just didn't know what the future held. And so I guess there's a little bit of worry and fear there. And so I was like, okay, I should probably, you know, focus more on a career or whatever. And at that time I was living in a different sound that I, yeah, I don't, did not enjoy that, but yeah. So then we didn't really have another drummer, drummer lined up. It just, I tried to get another guy to join as a drummer and he didn't work out and it's just, wasn't it just kind of came to a screeching halt which was really depressing for me because i'm like this is my ticket to having meaning you know having a purpose right. in this world so then yeah and i was it was yeah so then at that point my friend sam was living in california he's like hey how about you come live down here for a year and just just to be here just live here like Cause you're obviously, you know, going to school and working and sucking you dry. So you need to just take a break. And I was like, you know what? That sounds good. I'm going to do that. So went down to California, said goodbye to you guys. But for the day, the night before I left, I recorded that song with Jordan. That was awesome. That was one yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. Cause prior to that, we had, I had already built the whole song. Like I already figured out right. the whole song. Yeah, but and then I, I think at this point too, like to I guess to add a little another layer of yeah, yeah. Uh, complexity to your story, right? Like I ended up moving to NNU to go to college, mm -hmm. and yep. um, I guess it was kind of just left you and Jordan back yeah, home, right? It did, and it was just like, well, yeah, like there was no future anymore. Yeah, it was kind of sad. So sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, hey, we you know we all have, we all have a life, and we all felt like it was the right choice to do it and for me it was not what i wanted but yeah i had put i i put too much of my hopes and dreams into that and so it was a pretty big letdown for me which it was nobody's fault it was my own but um anyway so went down to california did that for a year and was planning on coming back but then at that point, and, and I was still like, okay, I, I, music is my thing. I'm just going to find another group to be a part of, or I'm going to write my own music. And I started getting burnt out writing my own music because then my perfectionism started locking me down. 
and yeah, they didn't have that collaboration, didn't have that energy. I would just started getting dry. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just step, you know, I need to, I'm, I'm a young adult. Like I need to start focusing on my career. And so I started pursuing that kind of like what you did, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm going to go for my career now. And I just really left that music behind. Cause it was like all or nothing for me, mm-hmm. which is not a good place to be. Was, you know, I'm all into music or I don't want any part of it because this was my way of being successful this is my way of being, um, like, you know, basically com- I wanted to become like a rock star status to the, the end goal of it. But, you know, I just was like, yeah, obviously this isn't for me. And then I was even like resentful towards, towards God and like mm. put this huge like thing be- there because i'm like you're not opening the door for me here and so i'm yeah i just like i felt like i was betrayed so yeah so i started pursuing a career you know the safe route and uh go you know pursuing that and then that's actually when i ended up i did some things with music but it was it was not like it was still hoping but not putting a ton of energy into it and then i ended up meeting my wife and got married and then at our on our first year anniversary we had a two-month-old so it was very like we were right in it so we didn't have we didn't have like a part of me looking back wishes we had like a few years together just her and i but and it is what it is. But yeah, so then during that time, it's like having kids, trying to make you know build on my career, and that similar feeling of just dry, like just feeling shriveled up and dry, yeah. and not feeling quite. I'm never never feeling whole. And I put, and then I started like, <laughs> which was not smart. I started putting these expectations on my wife that she was going to fulfill a lot of areas where I was dried up and empty that she would never be able to. Oh my gosh. It keeps happening. I'm sorry. She would <laughs> never, good, she would never be able to satisfy Cause that's not, that's not what she was, was meant to do. So I'm like having this huge, you know, conflict, uh, separation with God and with music. And I'm just like, not okay. And that was when like the darkest parts of my life and then like being the ugliest I've ever been, to be frank with you. Um, yeah, see, it, yeah, it was the worst of me. But I had, it was the worst of me coming out often for the first, yeah, five years. I mean, we ended up, I was telling my wife like, hey, we should move to, Washington because my family's up there and you know we didn't like the the town we were living in was kind of starting to get run down and so I convinced my wife that we should leave all her family and go live with mine and I found out here recently that she did that because she thought it helped me oh wow yeah 
she thought it would help me feel alive again. And which is incredible and it was a beautiful gift that she gave. Um, and turns out I didn't, didn't quite fulfill all the things and it just continued on. But it was about two years ago, maybe three years ago, where I just finally admitted like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Like this isn't right. This is not how life should be lived. There's, there's so many moments where I'd have in my head, like be, taking a, sh a shower, right? And all of a sudden, uh, I'd have this like whole song, not a whole song, but a section of a song just strike me and just like in my, in my mind, I'm like, whoa, that sounds really cool. And I wouldn't do anything about it and I'd forget about it and then never come back. And then there was times, so then I started recording those moments. I just voice it, like whatever melody it was, I'd like hum it into my phone and just save it. And there's like, I'm, I, there's gotta be dozens and upon dozens of recordings of me humming stuff that have never built on. But it was like during these dark periods of my life. And so it wasn't until about three years ago, admitted like I'm, I'm emotionally, mentally not okay and started getting help and started addressing it and then slowly coming back into music, repairing that the really broken separation I had with God and like coming back to the Lord and then like working my way back into music, which was two, I think it was two years ago when we, I was down at your house and we were like listening to songs and you're like reminding me like, this is your, like, this is your passion, dude. Like, this is something that you need. And, oh. and it does. And, and so then I like started getting back into it, but it was so painful because I, it was like, it was so much pain behind it because I, I was like, for me, there had to be an end result of success. Like there was this attached, this thing that was attached to music that it had to be successful. And I had to detach that. I had to remove that expectation and just say, no, the music just needs to be the music. And if it never goes anywhere, that's okay. And, and then it became like, I actually owe it to the world. I owe it to myself and to the world to actually let this out and to actually get what's in my head out. I'm depriving myself and I'm depriving someone else for being able to hear something that could really change their life. And yeah. And so that, that's been my waking up and coming back into music, um, from that really dark period. And now my greatest obstacle is time. Um, and also there's the time aspect of like trying to block out time like we were talking about earlier and then there's the aspect of me actually just saying nope it's okay if i only have an hour because i'm the type of guy i'm like all or nothing it's like i want eight hours to record you know work on this song and that's not how life works like it's okay and right. that's okay i mean i have a full-time job and i'm and i'm you know, i'm home 
working with my three kids and spending time with my wife. Like there's, I have a lot going on, but, um, I don't remember. I was going to go with that. <laughs> oh, well, so it sounds like what you were saying is, is basically that in addition to not having time, like, mm -hmm. you know, like just not having the blocks of time that you'd want. Additionally, what you're saying is, yes, you know, I'd like to be able to just throw myself into it and, and yes. just, you know, for all the time that I need to just perfect this song, get it recorded, get, you know, written, recorded, produced yeah. everything. But maybe now you're coming to realize that, you know, you can still have access to writing music, but you might need to just pace yourself a little bit. Yes. And, and be okay with that and to enjoy the process and be like, Oh, Hey, my time's up and that's okay. Like yeah. I need to get back in there and go do this or whatever. And that's, that's where I feel. And I'm excited for this podcast because I want to learn some techniques and tools that I can implement so that I can keep writing and live in creativity and be able to access it and then be okay with coming out of it when I have, you know, or being in the zone and then like coming out of it to be able to do normal life. Because most people who are creative have a normal life or like a, like have, you know, a yeah. job that like they have, or they have family, like they have a lot of responsibilities and, and that's why I'm excited for this podcast. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. I just would echo that too. I'm, I'm tremendously excited and, and, uh, you know, I mean, just the activity of doing this podcast together with you is an act of creativity for me, you know, yeah. and it's, it's fun. Yeah. I'm excited to be a part of it and, and to hear from, from all of you who are listening, you know, like what are your journeys with, with creativity, yes. with having, you know, access, access to being able to be creative. Yep. Um, you know, has it been a struggle? Has it come easily? You know, mm -hmm. how do you fit it into your busy lives? Cause like Riley just said, so much of so, so many creative people out there, they, they do it on the side. They do it as a passion project yeah. or a hobby or a side gig. It's Absolutely. not the full time, you know? And, and I mm -hmm. think many of us would like that, but the reality right. is that, you know, we have to, we have to make time for it. We have to steal away the time like I did during yep. that time or or, you know, try to, like Riley said, you know, have your hour to work on a song and be okay or, you know, those sorts of things. So, you know, I'd definitely be interested to hear from from any of you who are listening that have had experiences similar or, or maybe completely dissimilar. And either way, you know, let us know because um, that's that's what, for me, that's what this is all about is connecting and, and learning from each other and, and yeah you know, a celebrating creativity that we see within each other and also commiserating, you know, cause it can, creativity Absolutely. can be a lonely game, you know, and, and sometimes you, you experience what feels like a loss during a particular time. And, and I think having the opportunity to come together and say, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I just, I, it's been a month. I haven't been able to sit down and, and create and it's killing me, you know, yeah. being able to, to, to share that and have someone who understands what that means, you know, cause, cause, I could say that to my wife who's, you know, she's a creative person in her own way, but like right. she doesn't feel it in herself the same way that I think I do, at least yeah. from, from what I can see. And so if I'm like, you know, Hey, you know, it's been like a month since I've had a chance to sit down and write and, you know, she'd be like, okay, like, what does that mean? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and go make me dinner. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I, I would say there's certain people it's like <clears throat> a critical aspect to who, yeah. Like, 
to who they are. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe I'm one of them because I've definitely have noticed I thrive when yeah. I'm being creative and obviously you do as well as, as you've shared. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I am really excited for, you know, people to be on this journey with us as we are exploring this and learning more about it and building this community. I think I'm excited for that. Me too. And I hope you are too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that that's probably the perfect place to stop. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I'm, I I consider you a close friend and I mean, you shared a bunch of stuff uh, there that I hadn't even heard before. And so I know, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot, especially when you're speaking from a place of difficulty and a place of pain. Uh, but it sounds like there's hope on the other side. And, and so maybe that's a good note to end on, you know, Uh, be encouraged, right? Because creativity, it's a difficult journey, but, uh, you know, that creative spark that's, that's within you, it represents hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome, man. Thank you for sharing too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's tremendously fun. I can't wait for the next one. (laughs) I know I'm already, I'm already ready. (laughs) awesome awesome well i guess a good time to sign off so riley and to all those of you who are listening uh keep creating yeah keep creating thanks for joining us on this episode of the living creativity podcast we hope you found value in today's discussion and are feeling inspired to live out your creative life don't forget to check out the show notes for links to any resources we may have mentioned and to join our Discord community where you can connect with other creatives. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any ideas or feedback you'd like to leave us, you can drop it in the appropriate channel on the Discord server, or you can send us an email at livingcreativitypodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. Thanks again, and as always, keep creating. Keep creating.